This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Val Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. Tonight's special guest will share with us how modern science has confirmed a belief held by many ancient cultures. Solar activity is closely linked with human behavior. He asserts that the sun is endowed with intelligence and consciousness and also provides a provocative paradigm for understanding the self-organizing capacities of the entire universe. Gregory Sams will be with us shortly. And segment two of my talk entitled Truth Uncensored, My Journey So Far, is available on Veritas TV. Thank you for all your positive comments. I really didn't think I was going to conduct this lecture. Why? Because I don't like to talk about myself. I prefer to ask questions. But Marjorie, the organizer for Tucson Awake and Aware, convinced me that sharing my story will be the best alternative. 
and I think she was right. It allowed me to connect with people face-to-face, share my story, and also it allowed me to summarize what we've all experienced with all our wonderful guests here on Veritas. In the next few days, I'll be uploading the final part, segment three. So go to Veritas TV to watch part one and two. To listen to tonight's full show and the new material on Veritas TV, become a member. You'll receive instant access to all our inventory. And remember, Veritas survives on your voluntary subscriptions only. No sponsorship equals no censorship. Think about the next time you spend $7.95. Do you really receive any value? That is what you pay per month as a Veritas member. And you receive over 124 shows, all in CD audio quality. Veritas TV, our very unique Manticore forum, where you can interact with enlightened people around the world to discuss everything that matters. Just go to the subscribe link of our website, VeritasShow.com, and take Veritas with you. You can also download our latest show via iTunes. During these days of uncertainty, the uncensored truth is priceless. Don't wait any longer. Subscribe today. You can also purchase our futuristic 8GB metal-cased USB drive with Seasons 1 or 2 with bonus material. Go to the Veritas store for more information. And don't forget, get your MMS right from us. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Listen to Jim Humble's interview for more information. And if you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website and join me on Facebook. And now, get ready to once again consider the impossible as possible. The sun is a conscious living organism residing in a thriving galactic community, thinking stellar thoughts that span the entire universe. Gregory Sams is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. and you're listening to The Veritas Show. The story of Gregory Samps is the remarkable story of the British counterculture since the 1960s. In 1967, with his brother Craig, he co-founded Seed Restaurant, the first natural and organic eatery in the UK, which was frequented by his friends John Lennon and Yoko Ono. This was quickly followed by Ceres Grain Store in the Portobello Road, Harmony Magazine, and the Whole Earth Foods, the all-organic brand in the early 1970s. In 1982, he launched the first veggie burger and was soon selling over 250,000 burgers each week. In the mid-1980s, Gregory dedicated his life to the new scientific ideas 
of Chaos Theory and founded Strange Attractions, the world's first ever shop dedicated to Chaos Theory from which he created and sold computer fractal designs for everything from posters to t-shirts to jigsaw puzzles. His interest in Chaos Theory led to an interest in consciousness that led him to writing his new book, Son of God, which will be the focus of tonight's interview. And directly from London, England, I have the pleasure of introducing, for the first time, Gregory Sams. Hello, Mr. Sams, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm very well. Pleased to be here. Thank you. Great introduction. It's my pleasure. How do you prefer to be called, Gregory or Greg? Um, either. Um, I, I'm really not... Call me Greg if you like. I used to share an office with my brother whose name was Craig, and it used to get very confusing. But uh... So that you don't think I'm calling your brother, I call you Gregory, okay? Okay, thanks. <laughs> well, first of all, as I was telling you offline, anything about the sun interests me because it seems that the sun is waking up, as many people say. First of all, how did you switch from natural, organic, and vegetarian food into researching the sun? Well, I think the... Um... They're both connected in that uh, with natural foods, I was connecting people to part important part of our world that they completely lost touch with. Because back in the 60s, we people looked forward to the day when science would enable us to eat four or five pills a day and we could do away with all this muss and fuss of growing and cooking and eating. And that was really the perception that people had. And um, when we sort of came out and my brother and I telling people, well, what you eat affects your health, they, they looked at us like we were talking garbage. That was really hippy-dippy stuff. You are what you eat. Ha, ha, ha. Right. Back right. to our hamburgers and, and Coca-Cola. Um, and with the sun, it's connecting people again to a very, very important part of our world. So I'm hoping to, to you know – help our son make a comeback because it's, you know, we've been keeping it in the cold for a long time. We've lost touch with it. And that's a really extraordinary and, and sad state of affairs when you consider, you know, what a obviously important essential part of our lives it is. So it's, I mean, in between there was chaos theory, there was all those transgressions, but it's still really connecting people to parts of our world that we've forgotten and and very important parts and i think it's uh, it's an easy attitude to change because recognition of the sun as what it was is, is very intuitive it's so intuitive that it was once commonplace across the world um, wherever you went and uh it's really time to to bring the sun back in from the cold and you said something so important what you mentioned about you are what you eat you know, today it's a known fact, but back then, as you said, you were considered crazy if you said that. But this has always been the case, Gregory, with revolutionary ideas. Do you think your idea about the sun being conscious will be accepted the same way? Ridicule first, because that's how we react to the unknown? I think I think it has to be. And people have, in many parts of the world, pulled away from that absolute dependence on religion to tell them everything they need to know about spirituality. Um, and there's nothing really big that has come to replace that. I mean, we've, we've gotten into people have gotten into yoga and meditation and lots of really exciting ways to get in touch with, with ourselves and our, on our inner selves. But the actual, um, 
getting in touch with the sun, it's a, it's a very spiritually important thing to do. And I think we're, we're hardwired to do that. And we've just had those wires really consciously disconnected from our being over quite a few centuries now. So I, I think, I think we'll definitely get back to that position and that's, but, but I have to say, my book is you know, Son of God, S-U-N of God, of course, is the only book out there that deals with this. And I went into London's sort of oldest occult bookshop um, a couple years, well, last year with my book, introducing it to them. And the owner manageress there, Geraldine, she was delighted and she opened her, her, her arms out and said, we have this many books in here on the moon. But we don't have a single book on the sun. So it's it's great to be opening up a um, a new area here, as, as exciting as explaining to people that we are what we eat. What about the big capital O between the G and the D? Um, well, I had a, a lovely young Jewish girl who was working with me at one point in the beginning of the book, and she was reading through some of the stuff that I was writing. And she said, hey, Greg, you can't capitalize God when you're talking about different aspects of a universal spirit, because when you capitalize something, it's, you know, it's, it's one thing. Yeah. And, and I was, I was using, you know, a capital G to talk about the Christian God and the son as a God and different, different approaches to that. And, um, so I thought about it. She had a point, and I thought, well, I'll capitalize the O because the O looks like a sun. It's got the same shape as the sun. Right. And right. it also symbolizes oneness. And I was, I'm really happy with that. I see. Well, once you look at the cover of the book, that is the first thing that, that jumps at you. So it, it's a good thing. But without our sun, Gregory, every living being dies. Many ancient cultures worshipped the sun for that reason. Is that why they gave it divine status? Absolutely. It was, it was, people felt the light when they got, when they had a sunny day, they felt happy because, because that's a vibration that we're getting. That's what the light is. And they, well, it did, people didn't used to have this kind of arrogant attitude that human beings were the only thing that experienced consciousness in the whole world. Um, And when you consider how ancient the universe is and what a sort of snap of the fingers we've been here for in the history of the universe, to suppose that we are the only, the only thing that the only vessel of consciousness and intelligence and thought is really pretty arrogant. And uh, that, that didn't used to apply. So when people looked at the sun and they, felt the energies and saw what was going on, they said, okay, this is a conscious being. This has got consciousness and it's consciousness of a much higher level than ours, high enough to accord it divine status. And in studying history, I'm sorry, go ahead. You didn't finish your statement. Yeah, no, that was, that was. In studying history, you may know how the conquistadores had no mercy for the indigenous people. They were treated like animals because, according to them, they had no soul. 
Do you think the same applies to consciousness? We are so arrogant to think that human beings are the only ones who experience this. Do you think the sun, of course, of course you believe the sun does, but other planets and animals have consciousness? Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. And consciousness and free will, what, you know, down from worms to, to redwood trees. I, mean, I think a 3,000-year-old redwood tree, to just sort of treat that as a completely, you know, not, you know, unthinking, uncommon. It's a different type of consciousness, obviously. We can't apply human styles of consciousness to everything else. But trees are the, the lords of the vegetable world, and they used to be respected and revered throughout the world. I mean, they had, they had severe punishments in, in Germany um, in the sort of, you know, a, a, a millennia ago for people who would damage trees thoughtlessly. It was, uh, you know, there was, there used to be a respect for our whole world. And I, and I don't, if, even if they'd had the tools in the ancient world, I don't think they would have leveled a mountain in order to get a few ounces of gold out of it. Absolutely. And, you know, going back to the sun, there was a time when if you worshipped the sun and not the God-organized religion wanted you to worship, fill in the blanks, you could be killed. Are we waking up to the sun's importance once again? Well, that's my object, is to wake us up to that importance again. We, we are, you know, solar science is studying many aspects of the sun, and I'm just, I'm so impressed with the way that they use their tools to find out what's going on inside the sun, to measure the electromagnetic fields, that are an array of electromagnetic fields that are coming out of it. We're, we appreciate the 11 and 22 and 88 year cycles that the sun works in, in terms of sunspot cycles and solar flares and coronal mass ejections. So we're, we're recognizing it, but at the same time, it's this cold mechanical approach. Like, like the most important thing about it, that it's a living conscious being, we're unaware of. And you were measuring, you know, how big it is and what it does and all these other important things that have an impact on us. But we're still missing, missing the really big point. And that's kind of what I'm, what I'm putting across. And you mentioned solar maximums. I always bring this subject up. The following up, and I want to get your take on this. During September 11th, 1990, solar maximum, we had former president... George W. H. W. Bush here in the United States mentioned the New World Order. Fast mm -hmm. forward to September 11, 2001, another solar maximum. And let's fast forward again to September 11, 2012, the equinox, another solar maximum. Why are these days so important for people who don't seem to overtly be paying that much attention to the sun? Well, perhaps they are paying attention to it, and, and we don't know or perhaps the vibrations coming from the sun are affecting and modulating our behavior. It's a, it's a very, very unexplored area, and it, it's not one that I profess to be a particular expert in, but I, you know, I do recognize on the most fundamental level that we're, our spirits are lifted on a, on a sunny day. And that's that's a huge effect, feeling True. feeling good and happy. And that's 
that's that's and yet we thank you for listening to unlock the full two-hour interview including video formats downloads transcripts exclusive articles and more subscribe to veritas plus now gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008 just click subscribe at veritasradio.com because you don't want to believe you want to know subscribe now to listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material proceed to the veritas plus member section or join the veritas plus family by subscribing click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com don't forget to visit the veritas store for focused life force energy get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required and if you want to get in touch with mel want to be a guest on this radio program have a guest suggestion or have feedback just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com now proceed to the veritas plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview you don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe you want to know What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.